Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Super Bowl 58, fast approaching. Todd Furman will be our guest tomorrow live in Vegas. Site of Super Bowl 58. For Chiefs 49ers. Oh, I can't wait for Sunday. Tomorrow we are at Twin Peaks. Enjoying the beer. 29 degree beer. Great food, great sights. Scenic views, baby. Twin oh, Peaks yeah. Warrenville, come hang with us tomorrow. Scenic views. Did you uh, ever the fireplace like, is going too? Probably like 15 years ago. Y- Yurko and I always, and I'll give Yurko credit for a long time on these airwaves when he was the old Matt Yurko and Harry show. And I always agreed with Yurko. I figured at some point it was this was going to, it was inevitable. It was going to, you know, professional sports were going to proliferate to Las Vegas. Some people thought it would never yeah. happen, no. and I always kind of thought that it's going to be unavoidable. The embracing of gambling surprised me, but... And maybe how quickly that's happened is a little bit of a surprise. But the growth in Vegas with the population was going to dictate that something had to move out there, and who was going to be the one that was going to break you know, that seal? And once the NHL went out there... That was it. That's it. Now it's accepted. Everybody's out and, there. And look how quickly a Super Bowl has ended up there. That may be a little bit surprising. Well, you know, that's the promise of the stadium. New stadium, new Super Bowl. Remember, Santa Clara had happened. New York. They went to New York for a Super Bowl. Why? Of course. Because they new built stadium. a new stadium. They'll come here, too. Yeah. They'll come here. Wilbon was saying he wouldn't come in for it because he doesn't want to come in February if the stadium's covered or not. But Wilbon's just an old curmudgeon. At this yeah, point. that's what he's <laughs> become now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was out with Waddle yesterday. I'm not going to say it because he's not. Um, but yeah, I mean that that how quickly they jumped in bed with the sports books and embraced Las Vegas, and you know it was not too long ago. I think you brought this up. Tony Romo was barred from doing like an appearance in a casino for a fantasy fantasy uh, league. 20, 2019. No, that was 2019. 2019, I believe. Yeah, I'll, give Whoa, you the time. I'll give you the time. I'll give you the time date. Though. I would have thought it was farther back. No, than no, that. no. Can I give you the time date and why this happened? So in 2018, the New Jersey law went into effect. Remember yeah. when they wanted they sued for the right to be able to have that the states, gambling, right? the state's yeah. right to have gambling. Yeah. When that happened, the NFL wasn't the first one to jump on board with everything. The NFL stayed back and waited and waited patiently. Remember it was to NBA. see <laughs> they wanted to yeah they wanted to see what the landscape was going to be like. They wanted to see what the deals were going to be like. They didn't want to jump into anything prematurely. So they waited patiently. Wow. And then in about 2021, I believe, is when they started jumping on board with, like, uh, the DraftKings. Remember when the commercials were coming out? Constantly. Hot and heavy, nonstop. We couldn't get away from it. Yes. Remember that? So that's why maybe it was... uh, before the 2020 season, going up, but remember we had the pandemic COVID. and all the crap. It might thing. have been the COVID year, right? So I think it, it was after the COVID year when things starting to straighten out a little bit that you kind of got a better feeling of what was going to happen, what was going on. I think that's when the NFL the, jumped on board the, with it. The league does limit how many gambling advertisements can be shown in a game. I believe I heard Jeremy Shap on his OTL piece, which was really good about the proliferation of gambling on college campuses and how dangerous it potentially is for young men, especially, but. Shap had a note at the end. I think it's there are only there is one pregame, like official pregame, like network pregame, York. So not the eight hours on ESPN and NFL Network, but like CBS Network pregame. 
I believe there's one, he said, gambling uh, advertisement and then two in the game or maybe three because they do limit the number that can be shown during the game. But if that was 2019, man, that just five years later now we're in Vegas for a Super Bowl, like that's pretty wild where they didn't let Tony Romo go into a sports book. He wasn't playing then. He wasn't in the league. Right. He was not in the league. He was an announcer, but he wasn't in the league. And he could. He was barred from doing like an appearance at a sports book for a fantasy, uh, uh, one of the fantasy companies. Right. You yes. Know? Wow. That's crazy. You know what else? About I don't want to like. Der- I don't want to take us too far off the tracks here. But just did you see what the Vegas mayor said to the A's? Did you guys see this story? The, the, about who's Oakland? the mayor? It's a uh, Carolyn Golden, a uh, Goodman. Excuse me, right. Carolyn Goodman. She yeah, said, she said go back. <laughs> She told the A's to go back. Seriously. The A's don't want to go back. (laughs) The A's do not want to go back. No. I personally think the A's have got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland and make their dream come true. (laughs) She told the front office sports podcast uh, yesterday. Goodman took to social media later Tuesday to add context, saying that we're, quote, excited about the prospect of Major League Baseball in her city, though she didn't back off her statement that the Oakland A's should try to make the relationship work in a quote-unquote perfect world. She added, should that fail, Vegas has shown that it is a spectacular market for major league sports franchises. A lot of this is about the ballpark and its location. They want it in North Vegas. Of course, the owner doesn't want it there. He wants it on the Strip. Clark County, right, I think it's Clark County, isn't it? Not the city of Las Vegas, has jurisdiction over the Strip. And apparently fans are very irate, not only about where the money's coming from, but also the location, because they're fearing of what it's going to do to congestion and traffic patterns. Sure. If the A's build the stadium there. They put that stupid Formula One race in and just basically destroyed that city. And there's businesses there that didn't have access, and people didn't have access to them. And, you know, they're looking at the economic effect. It might have been good for some, but it was terrible for a lot of others. So the mayor's in uh, yeah. Oakland. Listen, uh, A's, go back and figure it out. I think they that, really want him, but they're playing hardball. You think so? Yes. That's unbelievable. And the Romo thing was nine years ago. I had 2019 five years ago. It was okay. nine so years ago. It was nine ago. years ago. Wow. But still. So that's 2015. All right, 2015. Yeah. So he was still a player in the league at that point. Too. The but A's still. want to build on the uh, side of the Tropicana, right? I think that's right, Chris. Um, because it's south. Yeah, because there was a story it's last week about trip. how it's ceasing operations, so they can. Right. I think that is absolutely correct. And the city doesn't want it there. And maybe it is all just p- politics playing out. You know, the Bears are dealing with it right now and everything they're doing. But I was like, whoa, that's. Uh, I didn't expect to see that ha- a headline. Las Vegas mayor says Oakland, the, the Athletics should stay in the Bay Area and make a new plan. All right. There will be baseball in one way or another at some point there. That's for sure. In Vegas, I mean. Uh, Chase wants to talk about the Bulls for a minute. He's on the south side, as always. What up, Chase? What, what's up, fellas? Hey, hey, Carl, I need you to do me a favor, man. I need you to school your boy Abdallah on soup. I'm trying to get him to buy this wild rice soup, and he won't He won't listen to me. Soup? Yeah, I'm trying to encourage him to buy the soup for Mariano's, and he won't listen to me. Well, I'm why, trying to get him to get the bite. Because, Carmen, it's super weak. We're not going to grocery stores. For soup. No offense to Mariano's and no offense to the wild rice soup of Mariano's, but we're trying to strive for the best soups in the city. I Yesterday we went to Manny's Deli. Right. We, went to, we went to Luke's Lobster and got one of the yeah. best bisques in the city. Good call. I mean, Manny's come on Deli, now. like, I mean, what are we doing here? Champ. Yeah, he's kind of got a point. 
But but McCarron, my point to him was he's spending money. He's spending not twelve dollars on a small bowl of soup. That's, I got that's fifty bucks. Money. And you I spend fifty, 50 on a haircut. Yeah. 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 You got a budget. You got a budget. You spend fifty uh, on a haircut. Uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, I no, spend nineteen on a haircut. Man. That's not different, that's different for a good bowl of soup. Yeah, listen, enough. nineteen bucks, I get uh, my waves, man. I'm in good shape. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, actually, actually, I want to talk bulls, but since I we on this topic about the Bears. Um, I was just thinking of something, right? So a lot of people thinking that if the Bears decide to keep Justin and move from, move forward with him and pass on a quarterback, that in case things don't work out with Justin, the Bears are in the, you know, in the screw position. I kind of disagree with that because here's the thing people got to understand. If the Bears decide to move forward field and they trade back, let's say a team like um, Atlanta or whoever, trades up with the Bears, and the Bears get like three, four first-round picks like they did this past one, um, you've got draft picks to come for you. You know what I mean? It's not like the Mitch situation where, okay, if the, if Mitch when Mitch didn't work out, you're screwed because you, no, you had no escape patch. But by you having a lot of draft capital, you have a way out. So it's not like a situation where, okay, if Justin doesn't work out and he doesn't play well, you know, you can always say, okay, we just won't resign them, and then we can you can make trades, you can move around, you can maybe trade for a quarterback, move up in the draft to get another quarterback. It's always ways around it. You know, it's not like where you you're stuck. The only the worst case scenario to me is if you draft Caleb Williams and he doesn't plan out. Now you're screwed because you got no way out. But yeah. you at least if you keep fields and you build around him, I'm not saying that that's what the Bears should do. I'm just saying a lot of people got to understand that just because yeah. you keep fields and you move forward with him doesn't guarantee that the Bears are screwed. That you'd have that some equity. Still, you, that draft capital is kind of important because it helps you be creative in moving pieces around to get you that quarterback. So all is not bad lost. if all you is decide to move forward with Yeah, him. yeah. I mean, uh, Chase, thanks, buddy. Appreciate the phone call. Chase pivoted on the fly, but he had a good point there about the Bears. All right. You know what's amazing is what? San Francisco did pull off after, as you put it, admitting a loss on Trey Lance. Yeah. Now they have a talented roster that helps, and they, again, there's probably a little element of luck that goes into this when you're the 277th pick of the draft and you're as good as Brock Purdy's been. And maybe luck's not the right way to put it, but like there's a little bit of good fortune, right? The, the 49ers could have drafted him at any point. We say the same thing about the Patriots and Tom Brady. So even they didn't know that it would be quite this good, right? right? That's right. the point. So there's a little bit of good fortune. But you talk about all that they gave up to move up and to get Trey Lance. And what, what did Trey Lance start for them? Two games? Three games? About that. Yeah, the first game for the Bears. And they're back in the Super Bowl? Yes. Like, that's not going to happen very often. Now, Chase is talking about the flip side. The Bears would be the team getting all that draft capital, which would be nice. So you do know that the the assistant there for John Lynch was Adam Peters, who's the new general manager in Washington, York, right? Okay. So Biggs, he wrote about it a little bit today, and he talked about you know the draft value chart. He cites the Rich Hill one, not the pitcher. Uh, the Rich Hill dra- draft chart, which varies a little bit from the Jimmy Johnson one. The number values are different, but the idea is the same. And we talk about this chart a lot, and these teams do follow it. You know, what is the value of pick one? What's the value of pick 12? What's the value of pick 36? What's the value of pick five, uh, 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 55? And so forth. One, uh, I'll just read you a little bit from Bigsy's mailbag because he answered a question about this. This was about like Kingsbury going to Washington. Is Washington planning to, you know, step in now, make the Bears an offer they can't refuse? 
uh, and he's quoting one personnel director when talking about the return the Bears might get. Because I think Bigsy's more with us. Like the idea that you're getting multiple first round picks back, like you'd be blowing that chart to smithereens. And I don't know if it's likely if a team's going to make a very incremental move, right. like two or three. Incremental, up to one. yeah. They went from twelve right. to three to get Trey Lance. Right, that's right. a big move from twelve to three. That's nine uh, positions. Uh, nine to one last year. That's a big move. Yes. If Sean Payton loves Caleb Williams, wants to go twelve to one, that's, that's going to be a massive move. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Washington, which is two. Uh, one personnel director said the chart gets thrown out the window in a gotta have it. Uh, I'm sorry, the chart gets thrown out the window in gotta have it territory especially when it involves QBs. Teams get overly excited, and a quarterback changes everything. The Chargers are just a guardrail, and you've got some recent precedent for what these high picks actually cost. Bigsy goes on to write, However, I don't believe Poles could get the kind of package he received from the Panthers last year when he swapped the number one pick. The Bears moved down eight spots to nine in that deal. They would be dropping only one spot in this scenario. When the Bears complete the evaluation process and set their board... And this is kind of what Yurko's been hinting at. Waddle's been hinting at it, too. And I agree with the guys. If Williams is the top quarterback, I don't see how the Bears consider a trade with the Commanders. How could a team that has been seeking a franchise quarterback for decades pass on the chance to draft its top-rated QB? They have the top pick. There's no way of telling where they will be drafting next year or what next year's quarterback class will look like. And it's counterintuitive to think there's a better route. The only scenario in which I could see a slight possibility the Bears would consider a trade is if they have similar grades on the top two quarterbacks, a virtual coin flip. In this instance, perhaps they could entertain a conversation with the commanders, but the chances of this happening seem remote. And I think that's well summed up. And it's some stuff that's been hinted at on this radio station as well. If you are convinced that Caleb is better, and is the answer at quarterback, I don't see how you move off of that. If you're wrong, that's on you. Right. Okay? Yep. They've got to do the con- analysis. Right. Exactly right. Sneak in more of your phone calls. I want to play Aaron Schatz from DVOA talking about the Bears' defensive improvements in the back half of the year. And I think that projects well going forward for this young group. So that's one good thing going into this offseason. He was on last night with uh, Chris and Adam. We'll play some of that for you. It's Carmen in New York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. They were just talking about uh, this morning. Dion was in for Cap. Cap said Duke because Sylvie went to Duke. With uh, the boys and Allie, what was that last weekend? Yeah, he took the family there uh, to see the Duke. Uh, what was it? Duke Clemson? Is that what that game was? Who they yeah. play? Right? Duke yeah. Clemson. Yeah. So Cap got uh, jealous. <laughs> what happened? He's at you're Duke. making that up. I, I, this is not real, you guys. Was this something this that was, was planned, planned in advance? No. Like okay, Cap, I can understand. Cap texted Shire a week ago. That's crazy. <laughs> After he found out that Sylvia was going. Yes. Now, see, I can understand this, right? Oh Chris boy. comes back from Italy with his wife and Paris, and they're like, this place, it's, it's awesome. Italy's amazing. You guys got to go to Paris, too. Do all that. And then my wife and I say, you know what? We should. We've yeah. never been. 
My wife was has has been. She's like, you would love it. Let's go. We do we, the next year. We book a trip to Italy yes. and Paris. Right? Yes. That makes sense. Yes. Going to to Duke. Well, I didn't know that's where he was. Adam just told me. I don't think the guys knew that part of the story, and they didn't know. What I know is that Cap texted John Shire a week ago. Uh, is, is he's really at Duke? Is yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah he's, he's at Duke. He, he posted like a couple hours picture, ago. Yeah. He put it on. He's on the court. He's on my court, Coach K's court. He's standing yeah. in the middle of the court. Who, what who, the hell is going on around? Who do they play today? They play Notre Dame tonight. So he texted Shire after Sylvie was there. The Irish. And he asked him to get it right. Waddle. I mean, Waddle knows. Cap's at Duke because Sylvie was just there. Yeah. Well, bring Tommy in. Yes. Bring Tommy in. running away from Mike Tommy, bring it. Oh, no. Come on in, Tommy. Don't you pretend now. Waddle's here. He's bringing coffee for the guys. Hopefully Look at Waddle's a just, mensch. Just, I would have I I brought it for you, Carm, but you no, never, no, whenever I asked. For the guys. You, so no. Only your guys. Only your guys. Tommy's a mensch. I had to Tommy go. Tommy and I are going to so, Cincinnati. Uh, do you think Cap will go to Cincinnati with you if I go to Cincinnati next Friday with you? Yeah. Do you think he'll plan a trip to Cincinnati with you? He may, but he's not Tommy going to. Tommy and I are us. sleeping in, in, in the same hotel room. Same bed? One twin bed. Yeah, baby. Oh, twin yeah. bed. And as you offered, you bring yeah. the soap. Right? Absolutely. Well, those I are pillows. So we lather each other up. Soap each Absolutely. other up. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's weird. They didn't know that Cap was going to Duke. I didn't know he was there now, but I knew he was planning on it, and they didn't know that. He ca- he, I didn't he know he was going Shire. to Duke until like two days ago. Yeah. Well, because it just happened. He just texted yeah. Shire. He... Uh, he called me this morning from his walk to ask me what Lombardi had to say about it. That's another I, great thing to me. Like, why couldn't he just listen to the podcast? I told him that, Adam. You know, I'm not as as technically, you know, up to speed Sad, as everybody he else Shay here. Too, and wanted Shay to explain to him what happened. Well, I told him. To he said, "Well, I listened all the way up to whatever." I said, "Well, Lombardi didn't join us until six o'clock." I said, "Why don't you just go check to it out of the podcast?" Yeah. I said, or we'll just play it for you when you're in on Thursday afternoon. You have to. Just do that. You have yeah. to. Oh, no doubt. So he's flying back tomorrow, and then he's in with you. To- I think he didn't want to burn a vacation day, so he just flip-flopped with Sylvie. Time-wise. But he didn't work today. Well, that he had to take a vacation day, I guess, for okay. today. Okay. Listen, I'm not, I'm not Cap's keeper, so nobody wants that job. So I definitely he, don't. Just because he didn't want Sylvie to have anything on him, he flew to Duke today. Didn't want to take an extra vacation, so asked Sylvie to switch shifts with him tomorrow. No, I think it was. I think Sylvie asked to switch shifts, and Cap was perfect with it oh. because it saves him a vacation. Oh, okay. I think it worked for both. You guys, it okay? I don't have this situation yet. I've lived this situation. You guys have kids that one is older and one is younger. Isn't this like when the older kids having a sleepover and the younger kid just wants to have somebody over too, so they don't feel left out? Yes. This feels a lot like oh, they got. To, I want to go too. That's not fair. That's exactly what it is. I mean, he, you know, he's like, I've never been to Duke. Sylvie's going, and he started texting Shire. He's like, I can, can no, I come to a Duke game? I want no part. Of the dynamic in that relationship. None. Of Sylvia and Cap. Cap? Yeah, none. I'm good. I'm Tomorrow good. it's you and Cap. I'll be here from 2.30 to 6.30. All right. That's all you need to know. If you need coffee, I'll bring you coffee. Well, you guys I, are going to be out, but I I'll bring you coffee. We're going to be out. We'll be we'll gone. Be we'll, we'll be, be at uh, Twin Peaks in Warrenville yeah. having a good time. But you it is kind of like... That That's is true. kind of like a cap thing. Didn't, didn't somebody, like one of his friends, do rim to rim? So he's like, now I got to go do rim to rim. Well, I mean, and listen, just because it, somebody has a good idea and then you <laughs> want to go ahead and replicate that good idea doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, oh my God, you're missing out on something. By the way, rim to this, rim is like what rim, the, the Grand Canyon right, thing. Right, the Grand Canyon not, thing. You know, I, it's by like the a 24-mile walk. Yeah. Yeah. 
type thing up and down. It's very strenuous and uh, yeah. uh, not, not anything that I'm interested in by any stretch of the imagination. So. Nor am I. But this does that seem a little bit Brand too Brand. close to each other, yeah. right? So here's a good topic. Like, like, have you ever close. done that? Or has someone you know ever done that? Like you did it and then your friend did it right after? I'm trying to think. What, have I ever... Rim? Well, anything. Like, I was going to say, it took a lot of convincing. But Don't you dare go to the Dunkin' Donuts here when you're when I, you're done. I'm trying to think if I've ever done this. That's like, true. Like, oh, my God, I'm so envious that this person's doing it. Now, I'm going to go was do it. Was that the inspiration for it? I have no idea what the genesis of his trip to... Yeah. to What's the purpose? We don't know what no the idea. purpose is. I didn't well, even know about it until what two days ago. inside to go to suddenly... Well, isn't it kind of a weird a coincidence? Well, that's like, what I'm saying. The book, a Duke game. What, it, what, what was it that did it? I think Sylvie going and talking about being at Cameron Indoor for the first time. And Cap's never been there. So he's like, well, now I have to go to Duke. I'll tell you what. So that, have you ever that's done God's that? God's country down there. That's what I've heard. I've heard Chapel Hill cool. is... Would it make sense for him to go to a Michigan State game? Well, he's been to a Michigan State game, I'm sure, because he's tight with Izzo. Because he's tight with Izzo. I don't know if I've ever done anything quite like that where... I'm, tr- I'm, I'm honestly, I'm trying to think. Well, I've had buddies that have gone to the Capri restaurant, and I told them the next time you guys go in Burr Ridge up there. That place is great. The next time you guys go, I said, I want to go. I'll be there next Saturday. So I got a text. That's well, a recommendation, Not because your friends though, are going to be there. Yeah, it is I a got different. you, but I jumped on board. Okay, it's a little bit different. I'm just saying, you asked me if I ever did anything that was somewhat similar. I'm glad you said no, that's yeah, that's not a recommendation. I'll be there this Saturday. I'll be there next Saturday. And I'll be there. Are this you really? Saturday. Yeah. You want to try to? I'm going to get you one of those. I'm going to get you one of those white Italian jackets. You'll be like five minutes from my house. What are you, dude? medium? Ten You're, minutes. What are you, a medium? No. Stop what it. should I white get you in a jacket. jacket? Stop it. No, not a chef's jacket. The Italy jacket, the white one that they sell right there, with the flag of Italy right there. What are you, a medium? I'm asking. I don't want that. You wear it. Bring me some veal. You wear it. We should try to hook up. Maybe bring me some. Bring me some veal because you're like ten minutes from my house. Yeah, I'll be there. We're taking my dad there for his uh, big birthday bash next Saturday. Did we get him tickets? His dad? No, my God, he gave me a price. Jesus. Let's work on this for sure. Holy cow. Let's work on I'm this. Like, it's listen, early. You and I can, we it's can put early. something together. You've seen the price of Super Bowl tickets, right? I don't want to tell you the price. Farm, I'm going to tell them. Listen, the get-in price has gone down from 6600 to 5500 today. The get-in price of the Super Bowl. Fell eleven hundred dollars overnight. Yeah. Okay, are the suites still going for a million? I'm just saying, I don't know what the suites are going I'll call for. I, for I, I have the get-in price. Miles Teller okay. bought a suite. I do Did know he? that. Yes, Miles for is going. My million? cousin-in-law is going. Is he? Is he bringing uh, the, the wife? Obviously, and is is well, uh, my is Taylor going to be with? That I, I don't know. No, no, no. I think suite. she might be in her own. I think he bought Can like I, an additional one. Can I go? Where does yeah, he stay? Where is he staying? I have yeah, no idea. Yeah, where is he going to stay when he's out I there? Is he no just flying? I'll see you guys in about an hour. Luxor. All right, it's good to see you. Luxor. All right, hey, bye, Tommy. Usually you don't have a 45-minute meeting today. See you in an hour, buddy. See you in an hour. When Sylvie's see going, you don't have an hour an meeting, hour. right? Have you guys So have... I assume that that suite is for the friends, I'm right? assuming That's Miles be... bought it for a bunch of, like, the spillover. For the friends. The friends, and he's got loot, let's face it. You know, he could... Whiplash, Love a million whiplash. Think he'll play the drums. There? I mean, he was in Top Gun, like he's, you know. And yeah. I'm not suggesting like he gets back into that or anything, but like, don't you think he's done all right? I, I think he's done all right. I guess his miles has done pretty well. Yeah, I like to see him play the drums. He was in the Hunger Games too. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, the internet has Miles's net worth at. Well, it's not as much as I thought actually, but he's not hurting. They've got it at like 16 million. 
So would he spend a schmill though on a sweet? I mean, a million dollars. I think he. I think he. I think he got one of the the, the lesser suites. Maybe the lesser suites. Yeah, you know, maybe three hundred thousand. Yeah, you really got to have some scratch to drop a million dollars yeah. on a well, suite. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, they're, they're making yeah. they're For making. What's that? They're making uh, the plane movie. Why can't I think of the top right? okay. They're making another one. So he'll like he'll cash in yeah. on that one again. They, one one site says his net worth is twenty million. So you know, I mean, you could probably. And you can't have seven different kids. There's only one kid. He died, right? Goose died. He's so the only he one. didn't have any more offspring. There wasn't all of a sudden phantom buns in the oven, right? Oh, no, he's the only He didn't one. donate his sperm to something, and then all of a sudden they're going to have. Oh, look, this sperm bank went to this, and they had matched ovaries, and it was out of both of them. There's not going to no. be a miracle child. So it's got to be him. He's the only There's one. There's no choice. If you're going to make a movie, it's got to be him. I wonder if, like, in that situation, if you're a celebrity, and let's say you have all the friends in the suite, right? So Ryan Reynolds. Pull a Sylvie. Uh, Blake Pull a Sylvie. No, but, like, Charge you, him at the do door. you go to Ryan nope, Reynolds, guys. and you're like, hey, man. 200 grand. Hey, hey daredevil. Not yeah. for nothing here. Oh come on! But Ryan Reynolds has a lot of you scratch. Got, can I can I get two hundred fifty thousand here? Can oh, we split this a couple ways? Well, I'm so guessing big. Ryan Reynolds hey. is sitting on a, a hundred schmill. Listen, right? The, the, yeah, right? Deadpool. He's Deadpool. Listen, Paul is something. Ryan Daredevil. Reynolds three hundred and fifty yeah. schmill. Yeah, there you go. That's hey, nothing to him. Bring no. Sylvie out and Sylvie say, listen, you owe 100 grand. Right. You owe 100 grand. Like, that's you the guy. You owe 100 grand for a chicken tender. 100 grand. That's the guy that can afford the million dollar suite. When you're right. worth 350 million, you can drop a million on a suite. Yeah. Like, okay, I'll drop a schmill, though, on the Super Bowl. No I'm, big deal. I'm charging at the door. You want to come to the Super Bowl? I'm charging at the door. But if you're worth 20 million, like, I wish I was worth $20 million, but, like, I don't know if I'm forking over a mill. Just to go to the Super Bowl for a few hours. I would imagine he's worth more. Those online things are never right. A little bit off. A little no, bit off. no yeah. he's yeah. probably made a lot more. You might yeah. be right. You might be right. He's been in a lot of movies. He's been in a lot of movies. And a lot of movies that have been successful, too. That's true. Yeah. You might be right. Who knows how accurate that is? That's a good point. What's his name? Penn and Teller? Miles Teller. 312-332-3776. And have you ever been jealous of a friend's trip and then did so, the exact same trip a week later? We are getting uh, different pieces of information here, here to the news desk. Mm. Uh, Shay Norling, because we asked Shay on text, how did you guys not talk about this? How is this not a top topic on the show that Cap took a trip only because Sylvie took a trip? And his information is saying that ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips invited Cap down mm. and that he's with Notre Dame people. Mm. And they invited him down. Oh, okay. Interesting. He's a fan of Notre Dame, right? Who? Cap? I don't Cap. think well, so. I would imagine, yeah. is there a uh, Jordan Cornette connection here? Perhaps Jordan is maybe doing Jordan the game maybe going to be down there maybe for be, something. Yeah, the Who's he doing the game for? ACC is the game on. Where is the game tonight? Is it on? I don't know. I mean, Jordan well, could he, be calling. He it. used to be employed by it's ESPN AC, Radio. It's on the ACC. Network. So the ACC picked him up. Yeah, no, he, I don't. I don't think he works for the ACC. Network. Oh, I thought he did. I thought he was for NBC now. Well, yeah. you know what? Jordan got yeah. caught up in that last week. Yeah. That's, That's what I'm trying to tell That's you right true. now. I forgot. Yurko about tried that. to handle that I'm with kid gloves. Yurko, Yurko, you yeah. gave him the the assist. That's uh, my I'm, I'm, to, Duncan. I'm, I'm steering you down the pathway. Yeah, the it's on the ACC network. It's on ACC network. But Jordan went to Notre Dame. It's like getting a muskie to bite on a lure. You're just so reluctant. That's because it's absurd to clean house like that. Jordan's awesome. I can't believe that. That's right. He got caught up in the way. Kept one and they fired the other. Shea's still there. A little bit different, you know? Yeah. How do you do that I, to a family? That does Separate suck. them like that. that what kind does. of animals are you? That does suck. 
Boy, Cap's going to be filled with piss and vinegar tomorrow. Ah, that's what we want. That's what we want. All I know is I got a report that a series of texts were fired off to John Shire. (laughs) That's just so funny. How could you dare take care of him? (laughs) I don't think he said that, but... I was talking about something else. What are you even talking about right I now? I read your column on the air, too, and it wasn't in jest. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Crosstalk in an hour. Black and Abdallah on tonight. After Waddle and Sylvie, they'll be off at 745 because they're going to take you to Northwestern versus Nebraska. Up in Evans. Text uh, coach to see if I can get in. Text Hoiberg. <laughs> text Freddie. Where's that game being played? Nebraska and who? No, that game's here. That game's in Evanston. Oh, no, Northwestern Nebraska? Northwestern Nebraska is tonight, yes. Beautiful. Northwestern needs a victory, guys. I think Nebraska needs a few to see right. if Freddie's well, going to make it to the last I'm not worried about Freddie, no, I know you're not. I like about the, Fred Hoiberg. I, I'm talking about I didn't the, love him as a coach of the Bulls, but the I like Wildcats. him. I'm talking about the Wildcats. I'm talking about Chicago's Big Ten team. Isn't that what the commercial says? You're right, you're Chicago's Big Ten team. Fred, I'm worried about Northwestern. Freddie Hoiberg was a real gentleman and pro. When I, I covered believe the that. Bulls when Freddie was a Bull. I believe that. And then he went back to Iowa State and disappointed me year in and year out in the tournament. Well, he wasn't there that long, Yurk. They uh, had a lot of success he, he, early. He was there long enough to disappoint me in the tournament. Yeah, I remember they had that remember one year. Remember their tournament runs. So. They had that one year where they thought a lot of people thought they were a sleeper for yeah. the Final Four, and they the lost in the seat. first round. Three seed. Yeah, Carmen. and then the Bulls hired them, and that wasn't so yeah, good either. Yeah, you think I don't remember? Nebraska, a dog tonight in Evanston, uh, Northwestern Land, six, six don't and a half. Don't you dog me. Before we get back <laughs> to the phones, I want to play a couple of things. This was Aaron Schatz from DVOA with Bleck and Abdal last night. Uh, just They asked him about his thoughts on fields. In the maturation of Justin, he you know he kind of predicted some of the problems that might prevent Justin from really taking the next step going into twenty twenty three. But take a listen to uh, what he thought about Fields and the Bears' defense this last season. Yeah, I mean he takes too many sacks and he didn't scramble as much as he did the year before, right? And scrambles are very efficient plays and a big part of his game. And obviously, I mean you've got DJ Moore, so you've got a number one receiver now. That's not the issue, but yeah, I mean he takes too many sacks and he just. He, he has highlights. The problem is what stat analysis sees is it sees all the regular plays that go between the highlights. And Fields just isn't good enough at those regular plays. That he, didn't, he couldn't hold up the things up for the defense that got so much better over the second half of the season. I will tell you, I invented a new stat this year that measures cornerback coverage with DVOA, thanks to the charting that we do at FTN. And the number one guy was Jalen Johnson. So he is really important to bring back next year. So Jalen Johnson, the number one guy in one of their new metrics, Yerk, charting the corners specifically. And the guys asked just a follow-up about the Bears defense and, and really how good it was in the back half of the season. It's not just takeaways. It's stopping the other team from moving the chains. The Bears just improved significantly in just stopping the other team from making the cha- uh, moving the chains. Like I said, uh, Jalen Johnson was the best cornerback of the year by the new cornerback coverage DVOA, and the other guy whose name I am currently forgetting, but he's a rookie. Oh, Stevenson. Tyreek Stevenson? Tyreek Stevenson yeah. was terrible, terrible in the first half of the year and great 
in the second half of the year, really improved in the second half of the year. So that was a big thing was the coverage improvement by Stevenson was a big part of the improvement of the Bears defense overall. Pretty good explanation. They finished when their you know, their defense adjusted uh, and their weighted DVOA finished pretty well. Did it coincide with Montez Sweat? Well, that, that's that helps what I want to That's I think that's a great but then point. When you say half, half, 50, 50. They couldn't get to the quarterback. Suddenly they could get to the quarterback. I think it's a very salient point. There's no doubt about it. You know, you heard his thoughts there on Justin a little. It's all the stuff in between the flash highlight plays that everybody loves that sort of brings his DVO ranking, his EPA ranking down, his success rate. You know, I, I told you guys, I gave you this stat. Justin's never completed a season where his success rate is above 40%. That's really low, folks. Like, it's Zach Wilson territory. His career success rate is about 37, 38%. That's like Zach Wilson territory. And that's based off how many yards you gain depending on which down it is. Plays are graded successful or not. And if you're wondering, well, like, well, it's good. Like Mahomes for his career, Brady for his career, Joe Montana for his career. Uh, they're around 50-ish percent. You're really, really good if you're around 50%. But that 50 down to 38%, is a big, big chasm. And you go from being in, you know, compared to the likes of, or, or I just, I should say, sharing real estate with the likes of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Patrick Mahomes, to sharing real estate with Zach Wilson. And there's not a Bear fan anywhere that would say Zach Wilson's the answer. No. And if, I think Justin's no. better than Zach Wilson. Don't get me I wrong. I do believe that to be but so. He's never had a season with a success rate above 39%. It's troubling, you know, and that's why and, I think they should I've, upgrade. I've already been on the on the record saying that I keep Justin. I build around the team. I build the team around them. I'm, I'm on. The, I know you are. It's what I. You want. said you would take Justin over Jordan Love. Yeah, which I'd like to re-ask that question. But well, you did okay. a couple weeks ago, and I already told you that. Yeah, I screwed that one up. <laughs> I already told you that. But that, no, that's you keep bringing it up. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm just keep busting it. your balls. Yeah. Hey. How's our, guy, Tyrus Thomas. How's, our guy, how's our guy at the ACC Network? Is he still hired? <laughs> yeah. Making, uh, yeah. That's mean. I mean, I'm going to bust your chops <laughs> now, Just too. bring up Tyrus Thomas. That's yeah. all. No, I'm not going to bring up Tyrus Thomas. You want to hear one more thing, though, from shots about... But, um, yes, Jordan Love is a better quarterback than Justin Fields right now. Yeah. And I know of course. when trapped out of nowhere, where suddenly a camera was in my face and a microphone in my hand... Because of my defense for the Chicago Bears and my want for the Bears to be a great team while the NFL season was still going on, I did respond in a certain manner. You're funny. I was flawed. Here, you want to hear one more thing? Just the guys asked sure. about Mahomes. Fourth Super Bowl in his you know sixth full season. Seventh year in the league, but sixth seasons he's played sure. already in a fourth Super Bowl. How good is Mahomes all time? I mean, if you look at his peak value for his top five seasons, which would not include this year, right, which would be 2018 through last year, the only guys who are really better in their peak five seasons are Brady and Manning and Drew Brees. But here's the difference. Those guys were that good in like years seven through 11. Mahomes was this good in years two through six. He hasn't even really hit his peak yet, right? Like if you think about like guys' athletic ability, but then their intelligence and their knowledge of the game, peak for quarterbacks is like late 20s, early 30s. He's not there yet. He's probably going to get better than this. That's what's scary about Mahomes. So in DVOA, I mean, did you catch that? The only guys, Brady, Manning, and Breeze, in their peak five seasons versus his, but he made the point. Those guys did it like in their 30s, in their peak. This guy's doing it like he's 28. 
turns 29 next year, and he's done that. He's really kind of going into his prime, York. It's scary. Yeah. Scary good, man. When it's all said and done, he might be They're the best. They're years 7 through 11. Yes, right. Those five years. Let's say hi to uh, Antonio in Seattle. What's going on, Antonio? Hey, how are you guys? How are you guys? Excellent. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Not too bad. Um, before I get to my point here, um, I did want to say last week, I believe it was, when Yurko had the, the six-legged, you know, take that we you were talking about. Mm-hmm. He mentioned like a spider. And as a tarantula father, I have to tell you that spiders have eight legs. I, I corrected him, Antonio. Okay, I, I missed that part. Yeah, I, cor- I corrected he, he got me, Antonio. I said spiders have eight legs. I was a little bit off on that <laughs> one. Gonna... And I told him octopus has eight legs. <laughs> crazy. And then he had to look it up, and then he, was, he got me, and then he corrected me. Of, uh, I hate being wrong, you oh. know that, because I like to BS my I, way I, through I, everything. I <laughs> All my spiders at home were offended. So I, I okay, well, tell him I apologize. I send my apologies out west. <laughs> But the reason I called is it, it just takes one lapse of judgment, I wanted to say. Whether we want to trade Justin Fields or whether we want to trade the pick, it takes one lapse, lapse of judgment by one GM or one somebody to get us, you know, get us a big haul. And I just want to bring you back to Mike Ditka picking Ricky Williams and mm-hmm. trading all the picks from that year. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, and I mean, basically his downfall in in New Orleans. It was a pretty quick finish for Coach in New Orleans, you're right. Yeah, so we just need to find somebody willing to make that deal that's going to lose them their job, but it's going to get us, you know, everything we want, everything we need, and more. Yeah. Antonio, thanks. Appreciate it. The Jimmy Johnson Hall, you know, for Herschel. The, you know, that's probably the prime, yeah, like success story of trading one guy away and getting a whole bunch of stuff that then you then turned into very productive pieces of what would be you know one of the well Frisco initially the last Frisco initially was acquiring picks like early on they were acquiring some picks back then where they got an influx of picks and then they ended up giving some of that away in some trades cuz they had a ton after they fleeced Chicago you mean the, oh yeah like in the land steal yeah yeah it's incredible how quickly then they gave like it away they moved on from that they and moved it didn't on even affect them for a fourth round draft choice to the Dallas Cowboys and they're back in the Super Bowl yes damn dude yeah. yeah I mean most of the time you make a mistake like that you move up that much to get a quarterback that plays like five games for you and you trade all that 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 for, sinks like five you five games. Five quarters, Carm. I went back five and quarter, looked at it. Five quarters? Five quarters of football. Dude, I mean, it before would, they figured out, uh, we don't think so. It would sink a team. It just speaks to the talent that they already have and that they've really hit on Purdy and they got a good coach, but they're back in the Super Bowl. We got Usher tickets to give away. We'll do that before 2 o'clock. We'll By cross way, talk about 235. Four quarters more than Aaron Rodgers had with the New York Jets this year. <laughs> think, well, definitely. I think Aaron Rodgers played four plays. That's crazy. It's Carmen in New York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. We'll give away some Usher tickets here in the next 10 minutes. Crosstalk with Waddle and Sylvia at 235. James is in Vegas. Oh, what's it like in Vegas, Jimmy? Uh, right now we got some clouds cover, a little rain back and forth. About 50 degrees, but still in shorts. Are you going anywhere near the Strip, or are you avoiding it altogether? 
I am avoiding it all together. The only person who got to go over there, my son works IT at one of the hotels. He's stuck, but we stay. We, we live way north, so I'm not dealing with it. Probably <laughs> smart. All right, what's going on, buddy? Uh, first, Yerk, you're missing a live golf tour out here with the Super Bowl. I know they're at the Las Vegas Country Club this Is week. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. If, if I had the days off, I would have went. But um, first thing, Las Vegas with the with the betting changed in the '90s because just like you guys can't bet on Northwestern, we couldn't bet on the Rebels until the mid '90s. You couldn't bet on what the running Rebels? Oh, we couldn't bet on UNLV. Rebels, so we we missed out on that championship. Wow, how about that? Yeah, the loss and against Duke, the Tarkiers, right? The victory yeah. against Duke, yeah. and the loss, and then the against loss against Duke. Duke. Yep. Exactly. No. Um, so the the Golden Knights being here are an expansion team. The Raiders transferred, and right. the A's are going to transfer. That's the problem we're running to. And the casinos are the ones that are running these these uh, stadiums, and they're building on the Strip. Mm. Because they're the ones got to pay for some of this, so that's what it is. But the, but you guys are and, still footing the bill for some of it, right? Like there's some taxpayer money they said for the A Stadium. Yeah, there is, but like with the Raiders, it's um, room tax, and they're crushing the room tax. Right, I bet. Yeah, like the Chicago's got a similar thing through the sports authority. Yeah, of show, course, of course. ATMs in one of the casinos, eleven ninety nine. Yeah, you'd be crazy to today. take sixty dollars yeah. out. You got to pay eleven ninety nine. Listen, go take the cash that you're willing to lose and be done with it. Don't yeah. ever go to a cash oh, machine in it, Vegas. That's it, crazy. Exactly. And the thing with the Bears, I'm on the Mike North train. I like the Kirk Cousins thing and let the kids sit for two years because you tried it with Mike Glennon, you tried it with Dalton. You just got the wrong veterans. Okay. The problem with that is it blows the, the healthy cap to smithereens. James, thanks, buddy. We appreciate the update from Vegas. You know, Northeast thing was they're a playoff team with Kirk Cousins. I don't disagree. Kirk Cousins plays the way he did last year. The Bears are a playoff team. But if you're paying but, him $40 million? Well, that's what I can't. I just, that I can't stomach. Yeah. And Mike doesn't have as much of a problem with him. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that and blow this healthy cap up. You've got I, a healthy I, I, cap. I saw one prognosticator out there had Christian Wilkins. Yeah, I like the from kid the had Miami a good year. Dolphins. He had nine sacks this year, rushing from the interior. Kid had a good year in Miami. Coming to Chicago, you know, that's obviously just a projection. That's it. And nobody knows anything right now, but they say, hey, there's a need, there's a fit. Makes some sense. Yeah, there's need and fit. I think you're right about that. You're, the prognosticator was right about that. Joey's on 290. What up, Joey? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. I just want to talk about this whole, uh, <clears throat> I think it's like the easiest decision with the Caleb Williams thing, like, we finally, as a Bears fan, we are in the first pick. We have, like, the potential next great quarterback, and it's in our hands. And Everybody kind of wants to punt on it because they see all these draft picks we can get. So pretty much what you're saying is you don't trust Ryan Poles to make this one major first-round draft pick. So what's he going to do if he gets three first-round draft picks? You trust him to make three different first-round draft picks and acting like they're all going to hit? Uh, and, you know Joey, what I mean? like we, Joey, that's not what we're saying at all. What I'm saying is he's got to do his quarterback analysis. And if he looks at it and he says Caleb Williams is the absolute number one guy and he's that yeah. much better, he believes, than Justin Fields, then he's got no choice but to use the number one pick to take Fields. I think Joey Moore means like yeah. the, the field supporters who just say, no, 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 Justin's the answer and trade it for three first-rounders and they'll be fine. I think that's kind yeah, of... Yeah, why are we so quick to move away from Caleb Williams? Like, oh, well, we can get Marvin Harrison. Well, the same, like... Caleb Williams just projected to be this good. Well, the same people projecting Caleb, I mean, Marvin Harrison to be the next best wide receiver are the same people projecting Caleb Williams to be the next big thing. Yeah. So it's just like driving me crazy, guys. It's, I appreciate all, it's it. always yeah. a prediction or uh, a prognostication That's all it is. or a projection, I guess is what I should say. They're Joey, all, thanks. They're all suspects until they become players. Now, it's probably a little easier to project wide receivers than quarterbacks, but the Bears have missed on wide receivers. The oh, Bears yeah. have swung and missed. Kevin won. 
Kevin White. Kevin White. David Terrell. The uh, missed two this year, Quentin Johnson in, oh, sure. uh, with, with the Chargers. LA, yeah. yeah, that's, boy, that's, three guys went, three guys look like they're pretty good players. The fourth one that went was, looks like right now he's no good because he can't get open. Bears have whiffed on those guys over the years as well. It's, it's always uh, just uh, a projection. Probably a little easier for wide receivers, especially this day and age. Randy's in Seattle. Hey, Randy. Hey, boys. Uh, just a quick call. Uh, the guy who called a couple calls ago, Antonio in Seattle, is actually a buddy of mine. Oh, um, nice. We watch Bears game. We watch Bears games together at uh, the Chicago Bears bar over in Seattle. Um, Antonio knows some spiders, man. He had something like sixty-eight tarantulas mm. and some scorpions, and it's like, dude, there's something very wrong with you. Yeah, I agree. Like, what happens if that? <laughs> what happens if one scorpion like happens to get out of the cage and like? Uh, walks on your think leg. About an earthquake. What's the name of the Bears Bar in Seattle you guys go to? We go to a place called the Witch End over in the Finney Ridge area. We've been going there for years. Nice. Good Bears Bar. I love it. But it's Bears Bar. And, uh, oh, yeah, side note on the Bears Bar, it's also the Seattle Tottenham Hotspurs Bar. Oh, there and you go. The Spurs. Absolutely. So, and, yeah, I know you're a big Spurs fan. Yes, so sir. sometimes yes, there's a television conflict but uh, other than that every tv is on the bears love it but anyway antonio's a little bit twisted that way boy Six randy thanks buddy uh my daughter's got a one of her very good friends big soccer family uh her favorite uh, squad is tottenham yurko i'm not surprised she loves Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah, she was happy to hear that my radio partner also is Let's a supporter. Let's go, of you Spurs! Very excited. Yeah, very excited. We about have the Spurs. Usher tickets to give away. So Usher's doing the Super Bowl. Usher's got a new album coming out. I think Friday. His concert. Hold on, I have the sheet here. Adam gave it to me. What did I do with it? His concert is coming to Chicago in the spring. October 29th, I thought it was coming. The final. Oh, I'm sorry, not the spring, the fall. Yeah, the fall. October 29th at the United Center. It's the final concert in his tour. Hold on, I got it here somewhere. Well, I mean, I just gave you the date. I mean, you could just take my word for it. All right, Usher tickets go on sale Monday for the United Center, October 28th and 29th. Ticketmaster.com is where you can go. City Card members and Verizon users can buy tickets now Hey, I'm a city card member. Now through uh, Sunday at 10. The pair of tickets that we're giving away are for the 28th show, October 28th. Oh, October 28th. Yes. So how about caller 25? You win a pair of Usher tickets for later this fall. 312-332-3776. We'll be back in two minutes.